Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 15th of July and as usual with all the information contained in this presentation it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation. If you need to you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read the disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast head on over to our website and read our disclaimer there. Okay, well, we had a little bit of a volatile night in the U.S. markets last night. We had the Dow closing up 44, or 0.13%. NASDAQ, though, coming off its highs, down 33 points, or 0.22%, 14,645. And the S&P 500, pretty much in line with the Dow, actually, 0.12% to the good, up five points at 43.74. So we did have a little bit of a volatile session, some early gains giving way to a bit of a swoon, and then bouncing back after Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell started talking about his inflationary targets, transitory or otherwise, on the back of that very high CPI number that we saw the other day. But he did certainly calm the markets to some extent last night which was a good thing and we've seen a pretty much uh, a flat close for all markets. Our SPY futures today showing down 10 points to start with so again we'll probably be waiting for the 11 o'clock update from Sydney and New South Wales on COVID cases and interesting to note that Victoria has now mandated masks again indoors I believe. So SPY futures down 10 and once again we may open better and wimp out as we did yesterday although we did have a bit of a good claw back towards the end of the afternoon as uh, the banks and others started to recover slightly. VIX index down 4.6% last night, back down to 16.33. Does look a little bit on the low side, given the risks out there. And we are seeing US reporting season continue, second day of the big banks reporting. We had Citigroup down nearly half a percent. That beat expectations for a profit. It's helped by a $1.1 billion boost from loans. Bank of America fell nearly 3%. Revenue coming in a little light due to low interest rates there. Wells Fargo beat profits up around 4%. And American Airlines up 3%, primarily due to better than expected forecast on increasing demand for air travel. In commodities last night, we had oil prices coming off. Uh, There does seem to be some agreement in the wind for OPEC plus with the UAE and Saudi Arabia starting to play nice with each other in the sandpit. So there is some potential agreement and we also saw some increasing supply coming out of the US as well. So Brent crude down 2.26% or $1.73 to $74.76. The oil price in WTI terms down 2.8%, $2.12.73.13. And the gold price last night doing well, uh, helped by a stronger, well, rather a weaker US dollar uh, on the back of Jerome Powell's comments. We had the gold price up $15.10 or nearly 0.83 of a percent. 18.25 now the gold price, so doing pretty well. Iron ore pretty much unchanged, 217 spot 85. And the Aussie dollar just hovering at 74.80, so slightly higher there with that US dollar coming off. In other commodities last night, we saw um, copper down 0.9, nickel down 0.9, aluminium down 0.6, zinc down 0.5, lead down 0.7, and tin doing well 
up 0.8 of a percent. Here you can see the S&P 500 starting relatively firm, collapsing and then rallying back after we had those comments from Jerome Powell. And I guess now we come down to the question of what constitutes transitory and how long transitory is going to last for. But certainly there are some interesting moves happening in the US. Major stories last night uh, the Democrats' $3.5 trillion proposal. It's like pinning the nail on the donkey with that number of how much they're proposing for infrastructure stimulus. Uh, one day it's $1 trillion, next day it's 3.5. It's hard to know what the number finally is. But it does set out a broad agenda of policy ambitions, some of which won't make the cut, unfortunately, as US lawmakers remain divided over how to pay for the infrastructure package. Higher taxes doesn't seem to be uh, doing it for the Republicans. And higher inflation sparking some trepidation in the White House. Officials, though, remain convinced price pressures will be transitory, however long transitory is, and expect supply chain pressures to abate in the not-too-distant future. UK inflation was 2.5% up in June. Used car sales, the big driver. This comes down to the chip shortage and the lack of supply of new cars coming through. It's forcing many to buy used cars, especially the higher car companies, which are facing that at the moment. May Eurozone industrial output drops more than expected, and Chinese slowing economy needs fiscal spending to aid to hit growth targets. We'll find out today on the Chinese GDP. Apple also announcing that they were looking to produce 90 million iPhones this year, up 20% from 2020 levels. So obviously they have no problems in the supply chain. And US COVID cases counts on the rise across a number of states, and authorities warn that the booster shot could raise the risk of serious side effects. As far as what's on today, we've got inflation expectations for July, a labor force for June. Big one, though, will be Chinese GDP for the second quarter and Chinese retail sales and industrial production for June. Spark Infrastructure, SKI, has received a $5 billion bid from KKR, the Barbarians at the Gate, and the Canadians through the Ontario Pension Fund. $2.70 tipped as the price. So the question remains, is everything now in play? We're certainly seeing a lot of bids Uh, from private equity and other long-term asset holders like pension funds. APA has had a recent bit of a spurt higher and possibly one to watch. Canva is tapping the market again with another series of funding and the valuation tipped to be around $30 billion there. And Sydney has officially rejected the IFM bid and will offer no due diligence there for them. They don't think it's in the best interest of shareholders. Victoria reintroduced the mask mandate, so get your um, Tonto and uh, Hi-Ho silver masks out. And local gas prices going through the roof at the moment, with industry complaining about the huge hike in gas prices. U.S. Federal Reserve Chair suggested that inflation had been surging as the recovery strengthens and will likely remain elevated in coming months before moderating. So that's obviously his definition of transitory. Larry Flink, Fink, sorry, sorry, Larry, from BlackRock has decided that the inflationary, transitory or not, he's giving everybody an 8% pay rise at BlackRock. So good for you, Larry. But that just shows you that there are CEOs and business leaders out there that aren't swallowing the Kool-Aid from the Federal Reserve. Uh, Oil fell last night on US fuel inventories and potential agreement with OPEC to increase supply. 
Occidental Petroleum fell 6%. It was the biggest drop in the S&P 500. Cabo Oil and Gas slid 3.5%. And Kathy Wood has been out and about on uh, CNBC and various other platforms talking about her view of Chinese tech, her ETF Holdings in Chinese tech in her ARK Innovation Fund have dropped from 8% to 1% since February. And now she's out and about telling everyone that Chinese tech is expensive. Actually, after she sold it all, of course. Bill Beamont and Nev Power are behind a US SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company called Metals Acquisition Corp. Uh, Bill Beeman has recently bought 20% of Venturex Resources, VXR, the stock code there, and a stock we talked about yesterday on the call with Koshi. And uh, clearly, uh, he has some big plans. He's a, a young guy, and he's certainly not sitting back with his ambitions. Nev Power, of course, the ex-CEO of Fortescue. So both highly credentialed. This SPAC in the U.S. Metals Acquisition Corp. They're looking to raise around $290 million U.S. million to list this on the exchanges over there and then go hunting for companies to buy. In the U.S. last night, BHP down 0.2% and Rio down 0.6%. Oh, sorry, up 0.6%. Question of the day today. I recently discovered some software that allows us to transcribe audio files really quickly and quite accurately, as it turns out, of, um, well, audio files, really. So would you be interested in a transcript of some of the podcasts that we produce, mainly, I guess, things like On the Couch or Marcus's strategy pieces or the boys talking on the desk about some of the stocks they've been following. So would that be of interest to you if it is? Maybe we'll try and experiment with one. If not, don't worry. Keep listening to the podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there as usual. It's a great group, around 3,500 members of the group. Members helping members is our motto over there and certainly that is what happens so uh, please join up if you want to ask the analyst friday tomorrow at 5 p.m a few interesting stocks to look at so register today on the website for the webinar tomorrow night at five o'clock it will be available for uh, watching in uh, in iview i guess later and you can see the recording at your leisure but if you want to ask a question Head on over, register, and uh, see you tomorrow night at around 5 o'clock. I'm not going anywhere in New South Wales. Thanks very much for listening, and have a great day.